We have unseasonably mild temperatures this afternoon, and we will again tomorrow. Good afternoon. I'm Patty Rising. And I'm Brett Burkhardt. Just ahead on KCBS, the suspect in a deadly mass shooting in Half Moon Bay makes his first court appearance today. With more news, here's Brett. Patty wearing an orange jumpsuit, his hand shackled, and holding a piece of paper in front of his face to partially obscure his identity. 66-year-old Chun Li Zhao appeared in a San Mateo County courtroom this afternoon. KCBS's Jeffrey Schaub joins us live to report Zhao faces seven murder counts in connection with a mass shooting at two locations in Half Moon Bay two days ago. Jeffrey? Yeah, Brett, seven murder counts for seven lives lost, an additional count of attempted murder and several enhancements that if Zhao is found guilty could lead to life without parole or the death penalty. San Mateo County District Attorney Steve Wagstaff said it would be some time before he makes that determination. Zhao's court appearance lasted less than five minutes. The judge appointed him two attorneys and delayed the arraignment until next month. Wagstaff says this was the worst mass shooting in San Mateo County history. This one is in a category that uh, is way beyond anything we've ever dealt with. I'm sorry that we have joined the list of counties around this country that have had to deal with this. Well, I always hoped that that would not be something that would occur in my career, but now that it's here, we'll step up and we'll see that justice gets done. Wagstaff says Chen Li Zhao is a Chinese national who may or may not be here legally at this time, but he did at one point at least have a work visa. Wagstaff wouldn't say what the motive for the murders was, but that it was not a copycat case coming on the heels of the murders in Southern California. When he was arrested by sheriff's deputies, they found a note inside his vehicle. We have not been told what it said. Reporting live in Redwood City, Jeffrey Schaub, KCBS. Thanks, Jeffrey. The call is going out for food and clothes for the farm worker families impacted by that horrible mass shooting. KCBS's Matt Bigler has more from a donation event in San Jose. Sacks of clothes and stacks of food are being dropped off here at the San Jose Women's Club. Snackables, um, wa- bottles of water. Darlene Tennis, founder of Farm Worker Caravans, says some 40 families who live on the farms where the shootings happened have been moved into a motel with no word when they'll be able to return home or to work. When farm workers don't work, they don't get paid and they don't feed their children. There is no benefits, you know, so um, we need your help. Lara Yamaguchi was helping out by dropping off warm clothes. One of my friends texted me and said, Hi, you know, I heard about Farmworker Caravan. Is this the Darlene that you volunteer with? And I said, Yes, that's where she goes, because I want to donate. For more information about the donations, go to farmworkercaravan.com. In San Jose, Matt Bigler, KCBS. A San Francisco Superior Court judge ruled today that audio and video recordings captured the night David DePap allegedly attacked Paul Pelosi with a hammer could be publicly released. In a hearing this afternoon, the judge sided with a group of media outlets in granting access to the footage. The ruling came over the objections of DePap's attorney, who says releasing the recordings could prevent his client's ability to get a fair trial. He faces life in prison if convicted. Coming up on KCBS. Jason Brooks on the Money Watch. The spotlight shines on Tesla's earnings. More on the News Watch. Here's Brett. Patty Meta just announced that it will restore Donald Trump's Facebook and Instagram accounts. As KCBS's David Walter reports, the decision could mean a big shift in the social media landscape. Meta says they plan to restore Donald Trump's accounts, both Facebook and Instagram, in the coming weeks. It's been just over two years since the company suspended them because of the January 6 riots. In a statement, Meta cites the fact that Trump's overall risk to public safety is sufficiently receded. 
But John Fine, chief content officer with Future Today Institute, questions if Trump's done the same when it comes to advertising risks. The thing to watch with Facebook is, you know, do the advertisers leave and do they stay away? Assuming the former president embraces his reinstatement, many expect him to do so in a grand fashion. It means that we're going to be hearing a lot more from Donald Trump. Uh, it means that people on Facebook are going to be seeing ads uh, placed by Donald Trump and his entities. But according to Fine, Trump the social media star and Trump the political candidate have been at odds with each other. When Trump has been most vocal on social media in the past, his overall poll numbers have gone down. Generally with Donald Trump, you can assume that ego and the need for attention are the drivers. David Welch, KCBS. Police in Santa Rosa carried out the first major action under a new stricter city ordinance, cracking down on the promoters and organizers of sideshows. KCBS's Mike DeWald reports 11 people are already in custody, with more arrests expected. The arrests are in connection with sideshows from last July, when events grew out of control, forcing the city to take a more aggressive stance. Chris Mahurin is with Santa Rosa Police. He says those arrested could be on the hook for road repairs and first responder overtime. We're examining some ways that we can use use the civil uh, litigation process to actually recover some of the funds spent. In defining a promoter, Mahurin says it's important to differentiate those actively organizing events with a young person sharing a flyer over social media. Sideshows have zeroed in on Santa Rosa's Roseland community. Eddie Alvarez is a city councilman representing the area. Well, I can tell you that my emails in regards to sideshows has definitely lessened, so I'm very happy in that sense. At the same time, Alvarez says he wants to make sure there are other outlets for young people. Just keep an eye, close eye on Roseland. Uh, I think we're setting the trend. This area is primarily Spanish-speaking. Alvarez asks a local vendor if she's noticed a change. She says here, yes, though she hears sideshows from neighboring communities. It's too early to tell how much of the progress is from the new ordinance, Mahurin says the wet winter weather has also factored in. In Santa Rosa, Mike DeWald, KCBS. Workers are rallying at UCSF Benioff Children's Hospital in Oakland today. They're in the middle of contract negotiations. KCBS's Raquel Maria Dillon is there and reports they are also upset about how UCSF is managing the hospital. Children's Hospital Oakland is often on lists of the best pediatric hospitals in the country, but members of the National Union of Healthcare Workers say UCSF is not managing the hospital in the interest of East Bay families. The union is in the midst of contract negotiations, and members want assurances that their jobs will be safe. They're also concerned about their patients. They accuse UCSF of moving some clinics and doctors across the bay to San Francisco. They say many working families who rely on children's services have babies or kids with severe medical conditions or mobility issues. So getting to appointments is hard. Here's union member Amy Barnes. Going across the bridge and paying for the parking at UCSF San Francisco is a lot. UCSF administrators say they're, quote, disappointed that the union has elected to distract from ongoing negotiations. In North Oakland, Raquel Maria Dillon, KCBS.